0: Hey, well, good evening, friends. Welcome to The Front Porch. Pastor Chris here with you. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, I know yesterday we had a ton of rain. It been raining a little bit this morning. My my front porch and my seats are all soaked still. Still drying out from all the rain. Uh, I think I had uh, just over two inches of rain uh, over the weekend. But, uh, but, hey, we're here this week. We're getting this week kicked off. And uh, I hope you uh, still, even in the midst of wet weather, had a blessed, blessed weekend. You know, as I, as I look at the, the week ahead and, and really actually look at just kind of some time to where I can hopefully find some time to just have rest, because you know what? We have to always rest in life. It's also an acknowledgment that there's still work to be done. There's still things that have to happen in life. And and I wanted to just share a little bit uh, tonight with you about a passage in Scripture that reminds us of the importance of what we do in the world both for Christ and even that we do for our families. And so uh, again, I hope you had a great weekend for myself. It was very, very busy, but very, very blessed. Saturday, I had the uh, opportunity to uh, uh, be with some couples who were uh, beginning their new lives together as husbands and wives and three, in fact, on Saturday. And it was really just a great joy and uh, two ceremonies that I was able to uh, kind of walk over with uh, the faint couples. And then one just to go and just celebrate. Uh, my wife and I just had a wonderful, wonderful time on Saturday evening. And then, of course, Sunday to just worship God, to give thanks to God. And I hope you have a great weekend. Well, I want to uh, turn to a passage in uh, Paul's letter in, in Ephesians in which he writes some things. And it's really particular. He's, he's talking about uh, uh, work in the world. Look, it, I, you and I both know for a lot of us, some of us are retired. But for a lot of us we, we still have to get up and do work every day. And there's this dichotomy, if you will, between working and our life with Christ. I think the the workforce itself where we where we spend our time and our careers is is very unique because it's a it is in and of itself a mission field and I know for a lot of us we We balance that mission field with respect for the job. Sometimes we don't want to share our faith in there, but but in other times we do. And and, and I think in truth, we have great, great opportunities to share our faith with others as we work. Paul writes this in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 11. He says these words, he says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now, in and of itself, that one little verse uh, is kind of, oh, how to say it, kind of just stands by itself. It's kind of like, well, okay, I get it. But what are you really talking about, Paul? You have to add the other verses uh, that are just before it. Uh, First of all, uh, Paul writes, uh, he says in verse 8, So, so as, he, as, he, as he writes this, he says this in verse 8, For once you were darkness, but now the Lord, you are light. So Paul acknowledges that at one point before Christ, uh, we, we lived in darkness. But now that we have Christ, we live in a light. And so we, we can't hide that light in the world around us. And so then he says in this verse 8, he says, Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true and try to find out what is pleasing to the lord. And this is where verse 11 comes in, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. And instead expose them. When we go out into the workforce and and I'm going to tell you when I for years I worked in the corporate world 20 years. And there was a lot of darkness that that during that period of time I never realized was there but looking back it was there. And I had a choice of course to to be a light or to Kind of live into that darkness, accept what was happening, and understand nothing was illegal or anything like that. But it was always um, moments that I would question things, right? And I just thought, man, it just seems so wrong or so so harmful, or it, it wasn't illegal or anything of that nature. But but it just it just didn't seem like Christ-like, right? And and in the business world, that happens sometimes. That happens, uh, but but as we go into a job, we have to we have to re- recognize, I think, that there is a connection between our faith and our daily work. I, I talk a lot about living out your faith in your homes and in what you do in the world. But, but when you go to a job, w- when you go to receive a paycheck, I think you have to be adherent to, uh, to the work you do. Um, and I think that first step is we can't look at our jobs that we do as being burdens, we have to look at it as God has assigned a responsibility to us to live out our faith in that place, whether it's a factory, whether it's a business office, and that, that in those spaces, there is an opportunity to do good. We don't have to run people over. We don't have to uh, shame them in, in our daily. If it is, then maybe it's not for God, in other words, I think what, what I read somewhere says, no matter what your work is, if it's legitimate and has dignity, and I think that's the key, if it has dignity, if what you do has some level of dignity, then it comes from God, not from the evil world, because there are jobs that are very evil, there's no question about that, but, but when it has dignity and is a legitimate dignity, then it comes from God, and at times I know work can be burdensome, and work can feel meaningless, but But once we realize that God has opened a door for us and blessed us with an opportunity, our attitude, our focus shifts. In Ecclesiastes, the second chapter, the writer says a a person can do no better than to find satisfaction in their work. That too, I see, is from the hand of God. This writer recognizes that that what we do is, is a gift from God. I've shared with you before, you know, for a period of time, I traveled overseas and I could have looked at it as a burden or a blessing. And I, I tried to look at it as a blessing. I, I had the opportunity to engage cultures all over the world and see how others live their lives through their eyes. And sometimes I understood it and sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I relished in it almost to the point of, I, I will, I'll use the word jealousy because I was like, oh, I want to live that way. And other times I just thought, oh, It just seems like you just get up, go, and do, and then there's no purpose behind it. So I struggled, I'll admit. But we have to recognize that that God has opened these doors for us as mission fields. Now, someone would say, well, I've never been called by God into ministry or mission. So how can I how can I have a mission field in my work? Well, the word vocation in and of itself means to be called, right? If I have a vocation of being a paramedic or a teacher, seems self-explanatory, right? I'm helping others. But if I am working construction and that's my vocation, how is that a ministry field? Well, if you put in your heart and your light to those around you, it's a mission field. If you're a plumber, it's a mission field. If you're a welder, it's a potential mission field. All of these can be mission fields, and it's how we live out our faith in those jobs. Yes, they're jobs. Yes, they can be burdensome. Yes, they can be exhausting, but they're still jobs at the end of the day. But in addition, if we change our hearts to look at them as mission fields, oh, the possibilities and the excitement, the doors open immensely. Now, I have to say here, because the other part of it is, if we're retired, we don't have that anymore, or we feel we don't have, and we begin to lose that, and so it begins to hurt us, but yet the reality is our vocation has changed, because now maybe you're a teacher of how you care for your lawn or your family, maybe you have grandchildren, and, and maybe you have neighbors, and you can care for. I mean, it, it just shifts from one to the other, and it's how we live out our faith every day, in every moment, and in every place. And, and in addition to that, addition to not seeing life as a burden, but as a, an opportunity from God, we then also have to look at it as how we be Faithful. In our work that we do. Think about Jesus, right? He he came, came into this world to die for our sins, to give us that whole, bit, but he was also a carpenter. Jesus following in his father, earthly fathers, Joseph's full step. And imagine if you went to Jesus and you said, Well, hey, could you build me a, a cabinet or a furniture? And and Jesus just put half his effort into it. Because he wasn't feeling it or he just thought, well, I just, you know, I'm just doing this because dad did this. And dad built doors and built cabinets and built other things. I'm just doing it because it's what I got to do by society. And so the work is half done or the work is halfway. And so imagine or (laughs) you look at it and you just think, why are you doing this if you're so miserable? Because Jesus wouldn't put it. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus put his whole heart and faith into his work, his whole uh, spirit into his work. In addition to the ministry he was doing, and called to do by God, and sent to do by God. Think about uh, when we read in Scripture about the Christians and Paul speaking to them, and 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 I'm doing a series on Colossians, and one of the things it talks about, and I shared a little bit on Sunday, is about how we are called into the relationships in our in our spouses, with our children, and even as in the he uses slaves and masters, where we today have it in our jobs. In first century, when Paul writes, Christians were mainly slaves. And Paul encourages them to be faithful. He says, obey your earthly masters. That's, that's huge, that's radical. For Paul to say, Be obedient to those above you and your work. Be obedient to your work. Be faithful followers of Christ in what you do. And imagine how different the world would be if everyone went to their jobs to be faithful followers of Christ, to demonstrate hope, even on a day when it's just everything isn't going right. And imagine the impact that you will have on someone you work with when maybe they're they're just struggling at home. Maybe there's things going on at home that just aren't good. And so they're they're struggling. And so as a result of that struggle, as a result of that struggle, they they come to work depressed, down, disheartened. And you're a light to them for that day. And imagine how it changes them and changes their view. Imagine what that does. And finally, what this tells us here in Ephesians is Paul says, and have great integrity, he's saying. Be be very aware of the work you're doing, but don't cross a line into darkness. Don't do things illegal or deceptive. Don't do things that you know are wrong just because someone else tells you to do it or because you think it can get you ahead. He says be very, very faithful, and have great high integrity. And if you fall short in your work, come before the cross, ask for forgiveness and go back and do better. Do better. Because doing wrong is not what we are called to do in this life. Being, doing wrong is how we are called to live in this life. And it's by evil. But yet Christ calls us to live and to work in this life in a, in, in a in a very positive, very upbeat. Really, he's just saying be Christ to the, to the world because there's someone in your life every single day. And I believe this, even if you're stuck in your home writing all day like I was today, it doesn't matter because there's someone you're going to interact with somewhere, someone. And in that moment, you need to, you need to know. You need to know and be aware that you have the opportunity to share light with someone else. This weekend in my work, I mentioned at the the top of this, that I had two wedding ceremonies that I officiated. Well, one officiated officially, one was a renewal of a wedding we did last summer. And then the other was, I was there as part of of the group. And, And in each case, there was an opportunity to share light, to share the hope of Christ. And I hope I did it well. Only God really knows. Yet I went into each situation with the thought that this is about Jesus, not about me. And that's what I try to do in, in my job. Yes, I'm a minister. I'm a pastor of many of them. your pastor. And my job is to bring hope, to bring joy, and sometimes I might trip. But I know God will always lift me up. God will always carry me. Because the truth is, how God has called me into the world, and I know God has done the same with you. He has called you into a vocation, into somewhere in this world to be hopeful this week that we have ahead of us is just beginning to unfold and, and my hope for you is that you will have that opportunity to share that with them be a hope for someone and maybe tonight this time together in this short devotion is, is is what you needed today and i hope so but if not i hope that you take this and then share with, with someone else maybe there's someone you know that needs hope that needs to be reminded There is a better day tomorrow. Even if today sucked, there is a better day tomorrow because there is always the light of Christ. Always around us. And I want all of us to be workers in the mission field. Scriptures are full of it. I just chose one tonight. From the Old Testament to the New. About being in Christ to each other. Hope, love, and joy. So I want to encourage your friends tonight in that spirit. I want to offer a prayer tonight for this week for all of us that we all, in one way or another, will impact someone's life. You pray with me. The Lord be with you. Oh Lord, we live in a broken and fallen, hurting world that always looks to deter, looks to to take life from us, but yet tonight, Lord, I just ask for your strength, for your courage and encouragement to be a light into someone's life in our vocations, whatever it might be. For my friends that are with me, some are working, some are retired, but in any case, they all have the opportunity in the fields they are in, whether it is retirement or whether it is in a job, to share you with each other. Let us do that. Let us do that with integrity, let us do that with passion, Lord, and help us to do all of those things. For I know there is someone who will come into our circle this week who needs that. But let us be that voice. Let us be reminded of that you sent that voice into our lives in the form of your son, Jesus. And it is in Jesus whom we, each and every one of us, are raised up, dusted off, and sent out as your voice of the broken world. This is our prayer tonight, Lord, in the beautiful name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Listen, friends. Go and be a light into someone's life. There's someone around you someone you'll encounter. Be hope to them. Show them how much Christ has been hopeful for you. That they just changed their life. I hope you have a very blessed rest of your evening. Look forward to joining you tomorrow again, right here on the front porch. We, the body of Christ, brothers and sisters, neighbors, friends, struggle and stand strong because of the hope found in Jesus. I look forward to tomorrow night. Until then, may God bless and keep you. May the face of Christ shine upon you. Good night from the dark.